0: Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, shop online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name's Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know how running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience so it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode I'll be sharing five things to do if you have no clients so if you're ready to know that you're not alone in feeling a bit like a failure and want some practical steps that you can take to move yourself on from there then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 55 of Starting the Conversation and number four in this mini Take 5 series that we're on at the moment. You may have noticed it's been a couple of days since the last Take 5 episode went live. And yes, the original plan was that I was gonna upload an episode a day for five days. But in true Alice style, I set a hugely ambitious goal for myself. And when it came to it, just couldn't keep it up. I got three episodes in and I was like, nah, This is too much. As a one girl band behind this podcast is the person who does 95% of the planning and recording and editing and producing and uploading. I just realized that if I was going to keep to that schedule, A, I'd only be doing it for the sake of saying that I'd done something that I said I was going to do and B, the episodes wouldn't have been to the standard that I want them to be at. So I gave myself a bit of grace. I'm so thankful for all of your patience in waiting for these two final episodes. But disclaimers aside, let's get into number four of these episodes, which as you've seen from the title and the intro is five things to do if you have no clients. When I was planning out this Take 5 series, I knew that I wanted to talk about this in one of the episodes because whilst it's something that so, so many of us can relate to and either have experienced or are currently experiencing, it's also something we just don't talk about. I think that feeling when you have no clients or you don't have any customers and you're not making enough money and you feel like a bit of a failure has so many negative feelings attached to it, feelings of guilt and feelings of shame that we just don't wanna talk about it. And I've been there. When I went through a season of this in my business last year, I didn't talk about it until I was on the other side of it. And now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm so passionate about starting the conversation around this topic, reminding people that they're not alone if that's something that they're going through, and hopefully giving you some practical things that you can do if you're in that position. I think the reality is this is a really natural part of launching a successful business, I love that quote of, you know, an overnight success is 10 years in the making, because I think it's so easy to look at where someone is now and compare yourself to that and think, okay why is that not my reality here? Is there something wrong with me? But the reality is what we don't see in those quote unquote overnight successes is the nine years beforehand where they were failing and picking themselves back up and not quite knowing where to go and considering giving up and feeling a bit like a failure. I've been there myself I had the experience in my business last year where I had no clients I was questioning everything I felt like a bit of a failure and I can tell you it was such a tough experience it was something that I wouldn't wish on anyone but equally something I'm so glad I went through because I'm still seeing the benefits of what I learned and what I grew whilst I was in that really tough season And like I said, I only really felt confident talking about that season once it was over. And I will say here, I freaking hate the word season. And I realise that sounds really hypocritical because I've already said it about 10 times in this episode. But if someone can tell me an alternate word that sums up seasons as well as seasons does, I will most certainly take it on, but I'm gonna use seasons in this episode because I think it just sums it up well that businesses do work in seasons. Things shift, things change, things come in, you guessed it, seasons. So for me, once I was out of that season of feeling like a failure and not having any clients, I then managed to look back and think, hey, It would have really benefited me if I would have talked to someone about that. If I would have learned from someone else's mistakes, if I'd have realized that I wasn't the only one going through that, hey, that would have probably really helped me. And as soon as I started sharing about it, so, so many people found comfort and encouragement in my honesty and in me sharing that. So in an effort to do more of that and hopefully also leave you with some practical things you can do, let's get into five things you can do if you have no clients. Now the first one which you're probably going to roll your eyes at, but I'm going to tell you anyway because it's important, is to know that you're not alone and accept that things will shift. I think something really key to understand about failure is that it's really isolating. One of the things that we believe about ourselves when we feel like we're failing is that we're the only one in that position. And I think if anything, that's the biggest reason why we don't share is because we assume that everyone around us with these perfect Instagram grids and these perfect lives, of course, they have never been through this experience, but let me tell you the more that I make quote unquote business friends, the more that I chat to other people who do what I do, the more that I realize we all have this stuff going on in the background. And I think you'd be so surprised by the amount of people that you admire and look up to and follow online who have gone through this experience or are going through it now. And trust me, as someone who's been there, I know how frustrating it is when people say to you, things will get better, things will change with time. I've been there and I promise it will change because when you're in that situation, all you can focus on is the here and now. It's like when you go through a breakup and everyone says to you, time is a healer, and you're like, I do not care if time is a healer. All I care about right now is the fact that I want to eat ice cream, I'm really sad. And I want to moan about how I feel without you giving me some philosophical lesson about how healing time is. But please do take it from someone who has totally been there in terms of feeling like my business was a failure and not knowing what to do next. I know that things feel hopeless. I know that it feels like things are gonna never change. I know that probably when you're listening to me saying this right now, you're thinking that still things won't change for you. But I promise, impact takes time. Growing a successful business, growing a business that has strong and deep and solid foundations takes time. You need those moments on the graph where it dips down to really get the perspective on the bits that are upwards too. And like I said, I think you'd be so surprised by the amount of people around you who you would see as successful or who you would look up to who have been in or might be in right now a really similar situation. So I promise that's the least practical one that I'm going to give you. But number one, know that you're not alone and accept that things will shift. Now the second thing for you to do which you'll be glad to hear is a bit more practical is to look at what's gone before and address what has and hasn't worked. I think one of the byproducts of not having this physical representation of your success in the form of clients or work or invoices paid is is that you begin to feel incredibly hopeless. I definitely remember that feeling last year. I genuinely in the pit of my heart did not believe that anything was going to shift. I just thought this is my lot. I'm never going to find success again. This is me done for business is over. And looking back, yes, that seems like a really dramatic thing to feel. But honestly, in that moment, that was true for me. And something that was really fundamental for me was beginning to recognize that things could change. And proving to myself that actually just because i would had success before didn't mean that i couldn't have it again you might assume that this you know season of not having any clients starts at the start of your business but actually for me i was a year and a half in when this happened i'd worked for a year and a half as a social media manager and been incredibly successful in gaining clients and making a lot of money So actually, when I was in this season and struggling to pivot into coaching as opposed to social media management, it was really important for me not to look back and think, well, that was my success. I ticked the box. I'm never going to have it again. But instead say, hey, look at all that success I did have. How can I pivot that and shift that so that I can have it again, but in a different way? Whilst I didn't wanna go back into social media management, I sat down and I recognized how and why I'd got those clients in the first place. Just because the way that I'd worked with those clients wasn't the way that I wanted to work with clients moving forward, didn't mean that there wasn't something valuable to learn and discover and remind myself of within those moments. So I remember sitting down and I listed down every single success that I'd ever had in my business, from being featured on someone else's podcast, to gaining a client, to hitting an income goal that I had, I wrote them all down. And I remember the biggest kind of epiphany that I had from that was the common denominator in absolutely every one of those things was myself. I don't know about you, but I always, always find myself crediting my achievements and my success to other things. I go, oh yeah, well, I was in the right place at the right time, or I was really lucky, or I was really fortunate, or someone gave me a great introduction and it was all down to them. And I think when you're in that mindset, when you credit everything you've ever done to someone else, it's really hard to believe that you can replicate that success because you don't feel in control of it. I'd really encourage you if you're in a season at all like this to sit down, know everything, tiny, tiny things, big, big things, whatever you've got that you have done in the past and recognize that the common denominator in all of those successes is you. Recognize the person that made every single one of those happen was you recognized that hey maybe being in the right place at the right time played a part in a few of those but the person that really made all of those happen was you and i think for me it was such an incredible moment of like oh okay the fact that i've had success before actually doesn't mean i can't have it again if anything it builds my confidence in knowing that okay it's gone well before i recognize that the common denominator in all of that was me i am still me I still exist, maybe I can replicate that success in a different way and in a way that I want it to look like. And I don't want to get all GCSE business class on you, but I think when you realise what your USP is, which is your unique selling point, you immediately breathe a sigh of relief because you're no longer in this really passive position of waiting for clients to come to you and not really knowing why people work with you. The second you realise what makes your business different and why people work with you, the second you feel in control because then you know that you can market and serve leads and have conversations with people with that at the forefront. I think also just for yourself mentally, it's really important to clap yourself for what has gone well before. Like I said, I think my self confidence was at an all time low when I was in this season last year. And revisiting that list whenever I felt a bit low was really important for me because I needed that constant reminder that I was capable of doing things, that I had achieved things in the past. Because I wasn't in the moment receiving any of that affirmation from what was happening now, I kind of needed to keep taking myself back, I guess living slightly in the past and reminding myself that things had gone well before and that there therefore things could go well in the future. So that's tip number two for you. Look at what's gone before and address what has and hasn't worked. Tip number three, which as a marketing coach, you are probably gonna guess that I was gonna bring up is to question what you're doing to market yourself. Whilst in an ideal world, our inboxes are full of inquiries, we've got a wait list of people who are waiting to work with us, and all of our leads are coming from recommendations through word of mouth from all of our past clients. Let me tell you, nobody's business starts that way. Whilst now, my business somewhat kind of replicates that model, I can promise you it hasn't been like that for long. There is no one size fits all when it comes to marketing. So what I'm not gonna tell you here is a three-step plan to gaining new clients. Because first of all, I couldn't tell you that. But second of all, I think it boils down to two things. You need to be putting yourself out there and you need to be being of service. Starting off with the putting yourself out there thing, because I think when you're in this position of having no clients and maybe feeling a bit like a failure, like I said, your confidence really can be at an all time low. And your ability to put yourself out there, self promote, tell people who you are, what you do, why you're great at that can be a really difficult thing but I think it's really important. If you listen to episode number 26, which was with Sarah Fisher, who's a remarkable illustrator and designer, she had a really honest conversation with me about what the early days in her business looked like. And she literally said that when she first started out, she needed to put herself out there so much that she messaged every single person she had on Facebook to tell them about the fact that she was now working as a graphic designer and illustrator and said, hey, if you know of anyone that needs this work, if you need it yourself, this is what I do, here's my website, I'd love to work with you. And I think in those early days for her, that was really fundamental. And while Sarah is now at a place, I can assume, where she's not messaging people on Facebook to gain clients, that was at one point what her business looked like. So in whatever way it feels comfortable for you, I just encourage you to consider how much you're really putting yourself out there. Could you be attending a few more events and networking and building community? Could you be a bit more active on the Facebook groups you're a part of if that feels a bit more comfortable to you? Just think about the ways that you're really telling people that you exist. It doesn't come down to giving this huge sales pitch or constantly promoting to your audience, but showing up and reminding people that you're there, reminding people what you do and why you do it is so fundamental. And the second thing that I mentioned there that's really important is serving your audience. Being of service to people I think is one of the most important ways that we market ourselves and ultimately grow clients and customers. For me serving my audience, you guys, is a huge huge focus. Aside from my client work it's the biggest thing which I invest my time, my energy and my finances into. And you might be thinking, okay, cool, why do you spend that much time doing something which doesn't actively make you money? Well, let me tell you, it's the biggest thing that grows my business. These days, it's all about serving people, giving away content which is free, giving away content which is relevant, to not only grow a relevant audience, but prove to them that you're an expert and convince them of why they should invest in working with you. I create weekly podcast episodes. I share loads of tips on my Instagram stories. I send out my own email every single week. I share free tips all of the time because to me, whilst all of those things are investments with my time and my energy, long-term, it's really fundamental to me having an audience who are relevant to what I offer and then being in a position whenever they're ready to, to work with me and pay for my services. So I would just ask yourself, take a few moments to think, what am I creating? am I putting myself out there enough am I serving people am I putting content out there which is readily accessible free to access and proving people that not only I'm an expert in my field but also that I understand you there's so many other episodes on this podcast that you can listen to that will help you to go through this process particularly the one that I shared about no idea what to post, how to know what content to put out there. I'll link it in the show notes because I can't remember the episode number right now. But taking some time to look at the way that you're marketing yourself and really questioning if you're putting yourself out there enough and if you're sharing enough accessible and service based content to even be attracting and convincing people that they should be working with you in the first place. Moving on to number four, which is to create space to step out of the everyday and think long-term. Now, if you've listened to episode number 27, which is where I first talked about my experience of having no clients and not feeling successful, one of the things that I talk about in that episode that really helped the shift from being in that place to where I am now was creating that space to think big picture. When you're in the everyday, when you're consumed by emails and to-do lists and things in your calendar, it can be really hard to gain clarity. But I think pair that with having a bit of self-doubt, maybe having some worries about money, it's even more hard to get your head out of that kind of mundane everyday and think long-term. For me, I think the biggest thing that I credit to my business moving forward is my ability to think big picture and be strategic. But that's not something that's always come naturally to me. I would encourage you, I know it feels counterintuitive when your urgency is to get clients and make money and make things happen, You'll be so, so grateful for doing this. So set aside some time, give yourself some space in your calendar, take away the distraction, shut your laptop, turn off notifications, and make an environment which is going to allow you to do that work. If you need some prompts, maybe just ask yourself what is my definition of success? What is my why? Who do I want to serve? Why do I want people to work with me? How do I want my business to look and feel in six months, in two years, in five years?' You may find for you, working with a coach or maybe filling out a business plan is gonna really help you with this. Of course, having a coach is a privilege and a luxury. That's kind of only if you have the resources to. But whatever you need to do to allow yourself the mindset and the space to do this big picture thinking, I promise long-term, you're gonna be so grateful for it. The big picture thinking and kind of the vision that I set when I had no clients, I'm still taking myself back to all of the time because it's been so fundamental in my business shifting and pivoting from where it is then to where it is now. And moving on really well from point number four is number five, which is to then audit the foundations of your business. You then want to turn that big picture thinking into action. I'm a big believer in not just thinking things and wishing them, but actually doing things to make them happen and a really fundamental way to do this I think is to address the foundations of your business. I think often I like to see a business as a house. So you kind of have the foundations which everything is built upon, but we're very often bothered by the details. We've really focused on what the doors look like and what the kind of inside wallpaper is or how nicely the roof is thatched. But the reality is when there's problems up top, it probably means that they're coming from a problem underneath. With a house, if you have bad foundations, anything that you build on top of it is going to be crap. So the reality is maybe when something's going wrong in our business, when we don't quite know what the next step is, the thing that really we should be doing rather than fretting about this thing that's kind of up the top is think about where that's coming from. I think it's so easy to get caught up with the details, particularly because they're the things that feel urgent and in the moment. But I promise you creating this space, just like I said, with the last point to audit and improve the foundations of what you're building is going to make the biggest difference. I see said this in the start of the episode but i'm such a big believer in building slow but building deep and building strong i think if you see your business in that sense and realize that actually something really powerful happens when you value what you're building and what you're building it on things really do shift. So take the time to address every single element of your business. Look at your branding, look at your marketing, look at your admin, look at your client onboarding, your content, the services you've got, the way your website is built, the processes, the systems, the spreadsheets that you use. Literally look at everything. And once you've already done what was in step number four and figured out what kind of long-term success looks like for you, you can then line up all of those things with that. You can ask, okay, does this thing, does this way that I'm doing this thing make that reality? In two years time, does the way that I'm currently onboarding clients facilitate the way that I want my business to look and the way that I want my business to feel? See what could be done with more efficiency or more impact. Recognize where you could be saving time or saving money. Figure out what needs to shift in order to build the business that you want and then carve out time and make the effort to make that happen. I literally overhauled the foundations of every area of my business when I was in this season last year. And it's something I'm so, so grateful for up until this day. Investing your time, investing your energy, investing your intention into where you're going and what you're doing right now to build that, I promise you is gonna make a huge, huge shift, not just in how your business feels long-term, but in how you're put in a position where you're actually taking action and making something happen. I think it's a really empowering thing to realize that we do play a part in the success of our businesses. I think very often we feel like that's a negative thing, but actually when you realize that you are the one in control, you realize that, okay, people not having a whole lot of money or maybe the industry not being the way that you want it to be isn't a reason that you can't find success again or you can't find success in the first place. Put yourself in the driver's seat, get away from being passive and do everything you can to not only build the business that you want, but ensure that everything you're doing fits into that vision. So those are my five tips for you. I will recap them quickly because I feel like I've been talking for about seven hours. Number one is to know that you're not alone and accept that things will shift. Number two, look at what's gone before and address what has and hasn't worked. Number three, question what you're doing to market yourself. Number four, create space to step out of the everyday and think big picture. And number five, audit the foundations of your business. Now, I just wanted to give you one final extra tip here. I could literally talk about this topic all day. I really wanted to touch on in this episode about working for free, but the second that I started talking about it and kind of planning it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is probably an episode in itself. So I might share that in a separate episode, but I did just wanna share this final extra tip, which is to just double check with yourself that if clients do decide to work with you, that you're ready for it. And that might sound like a really basic or a really weird question to ask, but I am a big believer that if there isn't space for something in your life, in your business, it's not necessarily going to come your way. I'm not a big like manifestation or law of attraction person, but I think it just makes sense that if you're willing something to happen, you've got to have things in place, which if it does happen, you're ready. So literally ask yourself, like, what's my onboarding process? Do I already have contracts made? Do I already have templates, my invoices? Does my current scheduling make space to do this client work? Am I actually working in a way now which facilitates for how I want my business to be in terms of how I'm working with clients and what time that's taken on my end? I remember when I was in this place of not having any clients, I was working within my week and creating space for clients that I didn't have because I knew that the second clients came in, I wanted them to be able to slot into a schedule that I was already comfortable in, already confident in how it worked and I was ready to receive that. So that's just my final tip for you is just to check yourself, hey, have I actually made space for this thing to happen? Am I just willing for clients to join? But if a client did email me to join, I wouldn't have the things in place to get them on board and get them ready to work with me, maybe just question that and do some work in that area if need be. But anyway, that's it for today's episode. I hope you found this helpful. If you did wanna dive into a bit more of my experience specifically of this kind of, not having any clients and feeling like a failure thing. I did talk about it a lot more in episode number 27. It's a slightly old episode, but I do talk a lot more in there about my personal experience. So do give that one a listen if this has resonated with you and you maybe just want a bit more detail on what I actually did to make that shift happen and get my business from where it was then to where it is now. The final Take 5 episode is also up right now talking about my five biggest weaknesses as an entrepreneur please go and give it a listen and give me some encouragement because I'm just about to record it and I already feel a little bit anxious about how vulnerable and raw it feels. But thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I just wanted to remind you that over on Instagram, every single month this year, which is 2019, in case you're listening to this in the future, I am hosting a monthly giveaway where I'm going to pick one of the reviews on iTunes from random to win something that I have chosen and that I personally love just as a little thank you for all of the support that you give this podcast. So if you do love the podcast, if you haven't left a review already, it takes two minutes, just head over to iTunes, leave some words about what you like about the podcast and then watch out for my Instagram stories because you might just win something this year. It's been really fun so far. I'm currently this month, which is March, giving away my favourite book. So leave a review and you could win. You'll be entered for every single month after this. So why not? Win-win situation, right? But thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back next Monday with a guest episode. You'll be glad to hear. I feel like I've talked a lot for the last few episodes and I'm excited to have someone else's voice on. So I will speak to you then.